We're going now to the next category of Ribas Derech Mekach, which the Rabbonon forbade various forms of business transactions because they can give the appearance of Ribas. This is what's known as the Isser of Selbisa, of the, the Isser of borrowing volume for volume. We're on page 16 of the booklet. Gomorrah, the Mishnah, and Boba Metziah, is on Neshach, Taf Ayin Hei the Mishnah begins, person cannot tell his friend, lend me a core of wheat right now, and I will pay it back to you at the time when the when the produce is being gathered in. But he could tell him, he could say, lend it to me, I don't have it right now, but I do own it already. I just, right now, have my son has to show up with the with it, or I can't find the key to it right now, so that's permitted. But otherwise, it would be forbidden. Hillel says it's forbidden even then. Hillel said further, A woman is not even allowed to lend a loaf of bread to her friend until they give it a set price. Why? Because perhaps the price of wheat will go up. And it'll turn out that they're, they're actually having a ribus transaction. As she explains, that you could say, Rashi explains that this whole thing is to lend volume for volume, a pound of apples for a pound of apples. So really, it's not Rubis de Raisa. Even if the price does go up and you'll return apples that have gone up in value, still we see it as a loan of apples for apples. We do not see in this a Rubis de Raisa. They asked it because it has the appearance of ribas. You gave something that's worth $100, you're returning something that's worth $120. So it's also Midarabonim. They permitted it if it's Yeshla. If he already has it in stock, then it is permitted. Hill says it is also. The Tanakama is permitting it if he already owns that amount. Says the Gemara, how much does he have to own? How much does the borrower have to own to enable him to borrow other produce? Or other commodities of the same type. Amar Ravuna says the Gemara, Yeshle saw lava saw. Sasayim lava sasayim. Ravuna says you can only borrow the amount that you have. If you own a saw of that produce, then you can borrow a saw of produce. If you own two saw, then you can borrow two saw. Yitzchak says no. Even if he only has one saw, he's allowed to borrow against it many, many kurin, which is a huge amount, far more than he owns. That supports Yitzchak's position. You cannot borrow wine with the stipulation to pay back the same amount of wine if he does not if he does not own even one drop of wine. And the same thing with oil if he does not own any oil. The diak is that if he would have even one drop, he can borrow many drops. So Rashi gives a explanation. It's a little bit hard to relate to. Rashi explains it this way: It's the Even if he only has one saw, he can borrow many, many kurin of produce. Because on each saw within those kurin, you could say this one is exchanged for that one. Why? It's not actually being given back. It's not actually being sold to the malva. It means being exchanged and given over into the into the jurisdiction of the malva. The borrower still really could eat it and sell it. 
Once he already borrowed the measure for measure, so now the first saw that he borrowed, you so you it's we don't see it as a problem of ribbis because he already had a saw, so it's just like an exchange. I'm taking one and giving back one, but I didn't literally give it back. I still have it. So once I have it, so now I'm allowed to eat it. I'm allowed to sell it. I'm allowed to uh, to do what I want with it. And the fact that I owe you a saw, okay, so that I'll pay you from other uh, from other produce I'll buy in the market, but it didn't actually become the 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 into the uh, possession of the lender. So therefore, you can now borrow another saw in exchange. So we look at each one like that, and each one who is love a beheter. So therefore, he's going to pay back whatever he pays back. But we see at the time of the lending, we see each core. Going, each saw is in exchange for that saw. And the same thing we said with the wine. If he's borrowing even a lot of wine, we see each drop as being borrowed in exchange for the drop that he already owns. And therefore, he's allowed to borrow a lot based on the tiny bit that he has. And we look at Tysus. Tysus says that that's actually how we paskin, that if you, if you have a little bit, you're allowed to borrow a lot. So this gives a big heter for all the Isra of saw that if the borrower already owns some of that commodity, then it's not going to be a problem of Salbasaw. The the Gemara continues. A Hillel Iser. Hillel said that's forbidden. Number of Nachman or Shmuel. Alach Kedivah Hillel or Nachman said the name of Shmuel that Alach is like Hillel. But Lesach is like Avasei. We don't pass like that. Rather, we pass like the Rabbanon. And if it's Yeshloi, it is permitted. The Gemara continues. Hillel said it's forbidden for a woman to even lend a loaf of bread in exchange to return another loaf of bread. This is only Hillel. So here we have an additional Chiddush. That the Chum say, Lovin, you're allowed to borrow a, a woman is allowed to borrow a loaf of bread and return a loaf of bread without any issue of Sabasa. What's the explanation for this? Rashi says, Lovin kikr istam You're allowed to borrow a loaf of bread even though you didn't set a price for it. Rashi says they were not so they weren't so careful to to extend the Isr of Sabasa to such small things. In other words, when you're dealing with people who are borrowing the kind of items that they wouldn't care, even if the price goes up or down, they would still return the same item. So then, you know, they, they, they're not didactic on the pricing, so then it's, we don't have this problem of salbasal. Salbasal is only if it's the the, um, the amount of goods, the amount of produce, that if the price changed, it would be significant, and really you would never return that much. It's only because it was a loan you have to. So that looks like a ribus payment. Whereas if it's a small item, you borrowed an egg, and you're going to return an egg so to a neighbor, which you wouldn't really care if the egg went up in price or went down in price. No one pays attention to it at all. So there we don't see a problem of sub-a-saw, and you're allowed to borrow volume for volume. The, at the bottom of the Yomad, we have the next Mishnah, which sort of expands on this halacha. The Mishnah says, you're allowed to tell your friend, come plow with me and I'll plow with you, or I'll, I'll cut the, the roots and stuff with you, and some other, some other farming um, malacha, and I'll do the same for you on a different day. But you can't exchange the method of, of work. You can't say, I'll do this work for you today, and later you'll do this work for me at a different, you'll do a different job for me at a later date, Rashi explains. If it's two different types of work, then it looks like the reason you agreed to do the easier work today 
in exchange for the harder work later is because I needed this work done now, and I'm willing to give you more for less. And that looks like ribbis. So really, you should have paid me $100 for the work I'm doing today, and instead I'm going to return a work that's worth $120 later on. So that looks like ribbis. I was only willing to accept it because I, I'm only willing to give you the harder work later because you were prepaying me or lending me the earlier work today. And that would be also, again, under the same kind of idea of saw that it could potentially turn into shteiminim. It could potentially be two different values. So that is the regular outline of Sabasal, but here we have a an important caveat. This is on page seventeen, Daf Mem Bez in Bav Metziah. The Gemara tells us the story that that the Gemara is discussing here whether or not gold is considered currency tiva, or is it considered a commodity? Is it considered payroll? These are everything is split into one of these two categories. Everything is either a currency. Currencies do not rise and fall in value, at least in the eyes of Chazal. We don't see that as going up in value. Instead, we view all the other commodities to be rising and falling in relation to the currency. The currency is or remains stable. So the Gemara is discussing whether or not gold is considered a currency or in relation to silver, or is gold considered a commodity in relation to silver. So says the Gemara, the Gemara is going to prove that Rebchia holds that Dava is considered currency, it's not considered a commodity. How do we know? The Rav, the nephew of Rebchia, Rav, he borrowed golden dinarim from his cousin, from the daughter of Rebchia. When it came time to repay, the price of gold had gone up. He went to ask his uncle whether or not he's allowed to pay the amount of dinarim that he borrowed, because now they were worth more. And his uncle told him, "Go pay her back full good coins, the way the, exactly the ones you the, the same way that you borrow them." So says the Gemara. Bishlam would make sense that if gold is considered currency, so then it's fine. You can borrow and return the same ones that you borrowed, and we don't care the fact that it's worth more because currency we view as being stable, and everything else goes up and down. Whereas. If had it been Eliyamrit Perahavi, if gold would be considered a commodity and not currency, then Havle Sabasal. It would be the Isser, it would go under the prohibition of Sabasal Valser. So, so the Gemara is proving that Rabchia holds that gold is considered currency and not Paris and not commodities. The Gemara shlugs that up by saying, No, Rav Dinri Havale. Rav really owned gold dinarm at the time that he took it. So since he already had it in possession, so there it goes under the the category of just lend it to me, but I already have it, I can already give it back to you. So we already consider Yeshlay. So from here we see that the whole issue of Salbasal is limited to things that are commodities. But something that would be considered that we consider currency at least that it, it's it's something that's used as currency in that locale that would be permitted because that's like a sale that is not like, that's like a regular loan of money that's not considered a loan of a commodity. So if you lend $100, you're allowed to pay back $100 even though there's inflation or deflation and now your $100 can buy more or can, or, or, or it can buy less. We don't see that as any problem of ribis because it's $100 for $100. It's not considered, it's not like a pound of apples or a pound of apples where we are worried that the price will go up, in which case it would be forbidden. 
So again, the, the Rift points out that it has to be that this currency is currently in use. If it's a currency that's not in use in that location, then we view it as a commodity. We, we do not see it as a currency. So the Rivash on the next page, this is page 18, the Rivash just points out, important to keep in mind, that it has to be, even if we are using a market, a, a established market price, to borrow a sub which we'll discuss soon, it has to be that the lender can't choose. It can never be a, a situation where the lender is allowed to choose either the commodity that he lent out or the the higher value of the of the item. So that can't be. He cannot. He cannot have it that he can choose the between value and the item. It has to be either or. He can lend out an item and say, you owe me X amount of dollars. And they set that at the beginning, and that's fine, because we see that as a sale. I gave you the pound of apples, and you really owe me, instead, you owe me $100, so that, or whatever it's worth, so that is permitted. Whereas, if I say, either you're going to give me back a pound of apples, or you're going to give me the current price, that would always be usser, because that is what's known as Karvus Chayr and Rachel Mehefsid. You cannot have someone giving, putting out an investment, and his investment is guaranteed, that would be a separate issue of ribbis. Going on to page 19 is the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch paskins this halacha and gives us the various heterim when it's permitted to lend volume for volume. It's on page 19. The Shulchan Aruch tells us, Also, a person is forbidden to lend a commodity for a commodity. Even though it didn't set a time for repayment. Same goes for all commodities, except for silver coins, which are considered, how you'd say, that is, are currently in use, so then it's currency, it's not a commodity. Hagal says there are more. Hagal Ozbahitzah, I mean, there are more puts in there, it has to be that currently it's used as a currency, that right now it's, it's, it's in use in that market. Why? What's the problem with lending volume for volume, lending commodities? Shemi Yisyakru, maybe they'll go up in price between the sale, between the, the loan and the repayment. It turns out that he's returning more than he lent. Unless it was given a set price at the time of the loan, they they made up a price that even if it goes up in price, he'll return specifically that price and not the amount. But if he did not, if someone was over and they lent they lent volume for volume and they didn't give it a set price, and the price does go up, then you're not allowed to return what you borrowed. Instead, you only give him the price, the market price that it was worth at the time of the loan. And conversely, if it does go down in price, then he does return the, the measurement and he does not give him the value. You're not allowed to give the money. So if they may set a price in the beginning, then you return that, amount, that money, that the amount of money, whether or not the price went up or down. But if he did not set a price, so then the borrower gets the upper hand. He's only allowed to return the lower amount. If it's the price went up, then he returns the value. If the price went down, then he returns the volume. That's true. That you could do gold for gold. That was in his time. Um, then he continues and says, there are those that say, small items 
like a, like a loaf of bread, you're allowed to, you're allowed to lend in return for, and they have to return a loaf of bread in return. Why? Since it's a small amount, people are not mocked on that amount, so then it is permitted to lend a loaf of bread for a loaf of bread. Like we said, neighbors can lend a an egg for an egg type of idea, because they're on, people are not mocked for whether the egg goes up or down, so we don't see it as ribbis. Whereas, to, clearly, if it would be more, if to return a more expensive brand of egg or a larger egg, that everybody would agree is oser, because that's not salbasa, that's salbasa sayim, and that already is definitely a problem of ribbis. You cannot return a more expensive item or a more valuable item to in return for a, for a for something that you borrowed. Because even though you're well, giving it as a present, like we said, all ribbis, you cannot let it give ribbis as a present, even though you don't mind, still you can't return more than you borrowed. Okay, we'll stop here.